all the way from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, by way of Sacramento, California, this is Kings in the North Podcast. And now, the starting two for your listening pleasure. Standing six feet four inches tall at a Jesuit high school, the half-Greek freak, Nick Economy. And standing six feet tall out of McClatchy High School, Big Baller Ben. Kings of the North Podcast is sponsored by Cash Considerations. For donations, head up our Patreon. Welcome back, comrades. Um, it's the first episode in the month of December, so we thought we'd kick off the show with the gift that keeps on giving, the dysfunction in the King's front office. Now, last week we were talking about the power struggle between the general manager, the assistant general manager, the head coach, and because it's Vivek Ranadive, the owner, and the rest of the business development people. Correct. Basically, it's like Game of Thrones up in there. You never know who's going to be jockeying for position on top, who's going to hold the most weight as far as minutes restrictions and player development and if we're moving the zoo to Arco Arena. Does that make Vladi the White Walkers? Um, I don't know. So, this week on uh, the newest installment of uh, the King's Game of Thrones series, we have the assistant, gen- the assistant to the general manager, Brandon Williams. Someone who came over from the Philadelphia 76ers. Another real stable franchise. Exactly. He was part of this uh, group that bent us over, took our lunch money and our dignity all in one fell swoop. And won seven games one year. Correct. And so everyone thinks that he has the answers of how to fix a struggling franchise. But if you ask me, the only constant as far as the general manager is concerned is inconsistency. You never know what's going to happen, how the bounces are going to go, how the injuries are going to go your way. And I think to put all this weight, you know, on one man's shoulders, or he's probably taking the weight onto his own shoulders and for some reason listening to that, I think it's just kind of boneheaded. Either way, we'll get into it. Kings coach GQ Dave removes assistant GM Brandon Williams from shoot around. This was hours before the game versus the LA Clippers, a nationally televised game. We'll get into that one in a second. Frustrating to watch, as always, against the Clippers. More on the uh, the power struggle story is it's just one of those things that you'd think winning would cure, and it that did help for two games. But now the Kings have lost, what, 8 of 12? I think, yeah, something like that. Something atrocious. In the month of November, we were 5 and 8. So, 8 of 13. Yeah, math. Coming back down to earth from the hot start. Yeah, I think we're still a team that can, you know, on any given night beat any given team. We kind of saw that with the Warriors, although Mm -hmm. they didn't have all the Hall of Famers at their disposal. Uh, Steve Kerr didn't have his... uh, Infinity Stone Gauntlet at 100%. But I think back to this uh, disagreement between the GM and the assistant GM. Obviously, Vladi's pushing for Bielitsa, if you believe the reports. This other dude, 
whoever the hell he actually thinks he is, is pushing for Bagley. Right now, Marvin Bagley is uh, being evaluated for a back injury. The tightness of the back as of the end of the Clippers game. Hopefully he can be back and maybe even take a game off, but be healthy. That's the main thing. Yeah, we don't, I want, mean, we don't I, want to know what happened to the rest of the Sixers where they sit out their whole rookie years and then win rookie of the year their second years. That's what I was just going to say. It's kind of funny that you get this dude from the Sixers who's really pushing for playing time in this one dude and he gets hurt almost immediately as the story breaks. It kind of just feels like that that Sixers curse uh, moving its way, you know, into the... Uh, the, uh, the Annals of Golden One Center. As long as Vladi doesn't have, like, some poorly spelled burner tweets, I think I'll be fine. Yeah, good point. Um, I think just to end this story with, you know, I mean, there's kind of a lack of information and everyone wants to keep, I hate this term, everyone wants to keep it in-house. Where it's like, you know... I mean, that's what any good business would want. Yeah, no, but it's just stupid because then you have all these people that like, oh, I have, get in. I have information yeah. before you do. So it's kind of just a joke. Basically, and you know, we're like any reputable news outlet, we're going to talk about it. So, I think before we get into the week's games, the what city, what song, we got a new segment for you guys, something that we cooked up, um, real fun. I just, I would just like to say that Brandon Williams, he's coming back. This is the assistant GM. You got to say this because we don't even know who the hell this guy is. That's how much this dude means to the franchise. He's coming back from, uh, What's what? What do they like to call it? A, a, uh, an absence dealing with a personal matter. Well, for me, I I hope that personal matter was a foot up his ass, and that he just shuts his mouth, and lets GQ Dave do what GQ Dave does. Well, let's move on. So we played the Los Angeles Clippers of Los Angeles mm-hmm. on Thursday night. Uh, a big Loss after a really slow start for the Kings, a huge second quarter, stuck around in the third, and towards the end of the third, start of the fourth, really imploded. Uh, what what did you think about the game overall? I mean, one thing I noticed, uh, De'Aaron Fox really sat on the bench for a really long stretch, the end of the third, really to about five minutes left in the game. And I think that's what really hurt us down the stretch. Yeah, I think it was... It was interesting because same with Willie. Yeah, we were we were watching the game. And we were like, you know, Willie must be in foul trouble. And then we look at the box score, and the dude's only got two fouls. So we're we're running without Willie in the uh, more than we should. Like we believe here at Tech Kings of the North podcast that there's a couple guys on this team that the wins run through, and that's Willie Cauley Stein. Obviously, that's De'Aaron Fox. That's without a doubt. But we're talking like not. You know, the superstars of the squad. We're talking Willie Cauley-Stein and we're talking Iman Shumpert. Wins run through these guys. So when they play well, we do well. And without Willie out there, it really just resorted to a lot of buddy healed long twos, which mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of. But back a, to a your... Lot of, a ahead. lot of Bagley in the paint with questionable half hooks. And just an offense that looked really disjointed. There wasn't a lot of that pick and roll that we see pretty often. So it was um, it was kind of strange. They were running uh, Buddy, 
Bogdan, Troy Williams, Bagley, and who was the fifth? It wasn't Ju- Sean- Justin, Justin Jackson. Jackson. And it was just a really strange lineup for a game that could be close and could have been decided by that five-minute stretch. Um, I mean, hopefully it's Dave just trying to see see these players and let them feel out the game a little, but it would have been it, nice to try yeah. to win this one. It was a very winnable game. I agree. I think it was situational uh, regarding De'Aaron in, in the fact that we started really slow and where we you know made our run in the second quarter, De'Aaron went scoreless. He didn't score mm-hmm. in the second. And so I think Dave was kind of in that situational mode of, if this dude's off tonight, let's get him off the court. Yeah, let him rest. But let him rest the body. That's not really how D Fox works. Yeah, he's a hundred hundred percent speed, a hundred percent of the time. And so when he, you know, came out, he scored ten points quick, and uh, I think, like you said, he. It's not that he's you know, regressing by any means, but these past four games, it's just been. So inconsistent quarter to quarter with his shot. I mean, he's always helping it, you know, helping out on the on the offensive end in the assist column, and he's you know he's getting to the line as he should. We'll get into that later. I think we're we're. I'd like to see a stat on this. I don't know if they record this, but the least amount of and ones per drive. Someone get on that because when I'm watching any other team, it's bump. And the bucket every time down the court. And when it's the Kings, I'm seeing De'Aaron getting tossed into like the third row. And he's got to run back on defense and we're at a disadvantage for a couple seconds. Because he just got mauled and we don't get the call. So, I don't know. Maybe that'll take its toll in the 82 game year. Maybe it already has. I think, you know, De'Aaron's about to be... uh, think this next week's going to be real real big for him. You know, he's got a lot of the press. Everyone everyone knows what he's... There's no secrets. It was high praise from... I think it was Kevin Harlan who said, this guy's a superstar in the making. Yeah. Um, I so, think, But I think it's like one of those things where everyone's seen him now. There's mm-hmm. no, you know... He's not sneaking up on anyone anymore. Exactly. So I think teams are, you know, the, they, everyone's got the film. Everyone's going to start game planning a bit better for no, him. No one's Jamarcus Russell. They watch the film. Yeah. It's so not in this league. So I think, again, we always talk about this. It's got to be someone who isn't De'Aaron Fox. In this game, it was Bogdan. 26 points off the bench. Again, I want him to shoot more. I don't, but I, I, I want smart shots. I don't want, you know, double clutch, pump fake, man, dude in the face. I want catch and shoot. Serbian sniper type shot. Be confident shots. in your shot, yeah. Exactly. Offensively, we had a pretty good game. There wasn't, you know, a lot of spells of uh, of missed opportunities, except for the end of the third quarter, which really turned the tide. I think we missed our last seven going into the fourth. That was tough. But, yeah, we had six players in, in double figures. We dropped 121 points. This is the bulk of these were... Uh, in the second and, you know, fourth quarter, I wouldn't call it garbage time, but we were dropping some points when we were already down. It was just that digits. slow first quarter that really put us in a, a bad spot for the rest of the game. Yeah, it was a rut. We definitely had to dig out of it. And Most uh, Luckily, a lot of people didn't see it because they were still watching the 
the end of that Raptors Warriors game. So people still think we're offensively strong, but it was a slow start, like always. Um, set a bad tone for the game. You really got to win that first five, win that first ten minutes, and that'll set a better tone. Agreed. Like we said, the Kings. It's this is unprecedented in the past decade. When we have the lead going into the fourth, we're pretty good at keeping it. So that like the first five minutes of the first to set the tone, and the last five minutes of the third to sustain any sort of lead are key to this team's success. And look what happened. Slow start first five minutes. Uh, slump last five minutes of the third. What happens? We only lose by 12, you know? And the Clippers, who'd have thought they'd be 15 and 6? They're first in the West. And so, again, a winnable game against a formidable opponent. Six players in double figures. Willie and De'Aaron had 17 apiece. Bagley before the, the little uh, back injury. We don't, we don't exactly know what's going on with him right now. More news to come. We're, we're, we're certain. We'll get updates to you as soon as we know anything. Yeah, Bagley had a double-double with 18 and 10. And a player that I like to watch, but it's also frustrating, Troy Williams. I, th- I feel like a lot of the time the guy doesn't know what he's out there to do. It's a lot of tra- you know transition threes and, and he, I think he's passes. He's more confident in his three-point shot than somebody like Bogdan is, which isn't the worst thing. But his three-point shot's nowhere near as good as Bogdan's. So I think, I mean, I want him to be a hustle guy. But if he gets a wide-open three, I'm not, I'm not against him taking it. Oh, neither am I. I just he don't. hits, but just not at that clip to be hitting a transition. I, I just, I think this dude should be, like, playing solid defense and crashing the boards. Because, again, no one on the Kings wants to ever get an offensive rebound. So when Troy Williams is out there... Crash the glass. Again, we're not really seeing too much from Yogi Ferrell. I think he's been relegated to the uh, the third tier of the team. Which is kind of sad because this dude's like pretty offensively gifted. Got one minute, one assist. So, pretty solid uh, look, look numbers. For, look for Yogi to be a part of a trade. I mean, this limited minutes is really looking like it's going in that direction. In this day and age where everything is uh, quantified... There is a stat about the and one trend that Ben had seen. Uh, the Kings are in the bottom half with an and one coming on about one and a half percent of all plays run by the Kings. Still ahead of the Raptors at 1.3 and about eight other teams, including the Lakers, the Grizzlies, and the Celtics at 0% of their plays. So very negligible amount. Um, still surprisingly low. I mean, for a team, especially like the Kings, that operates in the paint and rolling to the hoop a lot, unlike some of these other teams like the Warriors or the Lakers, who do shoot a lot of the ball, um, it is interesting to see how low we are. But that just goes back to 2002. What's new? It just goes back to the inconsistency of the officiating. It's it's hard to beat, you know, five guys in the other colored jerseys and three players in zebra stripes. So... What can you do besides get you know start a podcast and complain about it? Um, anyway, all uh, right. Big games from uh, on the Clippers uh, side of the ball from Tobias Harris having an outstanding season. Easily, probably most 
most improved player in the league. A wonderful fantasy pickup by yours truly. Um, And Montrez Harrell. 24 points in 26 minutes. This dude, speaking of and ones, was an and one machine tonight. Yeah, probably had four or five. And uh, other than that, Danilo had a couple garbage time threes. But the real standout was Avery Bradley. A lot of timely corner triples. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, crazy name. You say that one and your furniture starts levitating. <laughs> yeah, sounds like something out of a Wes Anderson movie. Um, yeah, added 17 points out of Kentucky. Just like our main man, De'Aaron. Our main man, Willie. Yeah. Um, no longer our main man, he who should not be named. The one takeaway um, from this game is because we're the Kings and we don't get a lot of uh, national airtime, I'm just glad I don't have to listen to Reggie Miller anytime soon. Now, All right, so the breakdown of Saturday's game against the Indiana Pacers will be a uh, solo effort on my part. The half-Greek freak Nick Economy is uh, out of the uh, office at the moment, and uh, we're up against the clock to get this thing out to you uh, fine listeners. He'll be back in, in the studio eventually. But let's get right down to it. The win over the Indiana Pacers. They came in 13-9. and nine. Uh, They were without their young star, Victor Oladipo, for six games leading into this one. They were 3-3 three and three in those games. Um, big, big uh, minutes from DeMontis Sabonis to uh, give them a 500 record without Victor Oladipo. Your Sacramento Kings came into this one. Uh, game under 500, 10-11. And... Uh, a game we, we, you know, we won, and we really should have won by, I would say, a favorable margin. Kept it a little too close there for my liking. Um, for your Sacramento Kings, one, two, three, four, five, six players in double figures. Led by the Serbian sniper, Bogdan Bogdanovic. 20 points in 31 minutes off the bench. Buddy Heald came in with uh, 18 points. Five rebounds, four assists. Garen Fox, another um, poor, I would say, poor shooting night by uh, his standards this season. Did have, uh, ended with 15 now. So, I don't know how poor a night can be with 15 points. We were um, without rookie sensation Marvin Bagley III in this one. He had left uh, the previous game with uh, some back issues. He was uh, par- participated in the shoot-around practice before the game. It was a game-time decision. Um, didn't end up suiting up for the Kings. We were told that we were going to get a, a heavy dose of Harry Giles III. Instead, it was the uh, the balding wonder, Kostakoufis. 15 big minutes with no points. However, these were 15 big minutes, 7 rebounds when uh, we needed him the most. Played some solid defense. On uh, Sabonis, who only had six points. This is well under the uh, the average, the double-digit average he's been uh, putting up in the absence uh, of Victor Oladipo. Solid game from Nemanja Bielitsa, 13 points in 20 minutes. But let's just get back to Bogdan. This guy really did it all. Could be starting, isn't, it's working with him coming off the bench in a... Uh, Dare I say, James Harden-esque six-man role. Who knows? 
keeps playing like this, I think Sixth Man of the Year might might uh, be featured in the next Drizzy Drake song. On the other side, huge game from the other Bogdanovich, the Croatian to our Serbian Bogdanovich, Bojan. 37 minutes, 27 points, huge first half. Former Kings, Darren Collison and Tyreek Evans added 11 and 12 respectively. And look at Dougie McBuckets, 14 points in 22 minutes. Um, came in a little spark off the bench for them. I think this win, I mean, was much needed because the next four games, four winnable games, I think we, if we go in to Phoenix, win that one. With or without Marvin Bagley, I think that'll be, should have no trouble. You know, barring a uh, 60, 70 point night from Devin Booker. King should have no trouble with that one. Oh, and someone I forgot to mention, the all-important Willie Trill. 17 points, 13 boards in 34 minutes, and that 13th board, that 16th and 17th all-important point gave us the win, 111-110 after the De'Aaron Fox missed floater. Obviously, Fox is so good, um, you know, in the last five seconds with the game on the line. Couldn't get that one to go, but look who was there. Mr. Contract Year himself, Willie Trill. Not too much to complain about, you know, as far as officiating. A little quick whistle on the old uh, technical front. Uh, two techs given to the Kings. It did not, in fact, come back to bite us, uh, as Kings announcer Grant Napier was alluding to throughout the entirety of the game. All in all, a wonderful home win before this little uh, road trip, little four-game road trip, uh, coming up to start the month of December with a victory. The gift that keeps on giving, Kings basketball. On to a uh, little team news. We've already uh, talked about the situation with management, with Dave Yeager, with all that nonsense, the hullabaloo. So let's talk about Otto Porter Jr., this is uh, a player that the Kings were, you know, looking into throwing a ton of money at over the offseason. And now uh, rumors are swirling again because the uh, Washington Wizards, Washington Wizards management is, uh, seems to be tired of the, you know, constant mediocrity that is that, you know, franchise the past decade. So in the talks, it's been... We send over Willie as uh, Dwight Howard's having <laughs> surgery. Whoever knows what's going on with that. He's only 32, so everyone says, oh, he should retire. No, I still think Dwight has uh, some valuable years in the twilight of his career. So the talks are Willie, possibly Shumpert, and uh, we pick up Otto Porter Jr. And the mammoth $27 million a year contract. Um, I don't know. Normally, I'm a if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of guy. But I think, although Auto Porter, for those of you following the uh, the association, is in a down year, down to 11 points per game. I believe that's a seven point decrease from last year. So, not a direction you're looking to looking to go. Obviously, the one thing that's interesting about this is the Wizards front office. It's such a, you know, discombobulated 
almost as discombobulated as the uh, the old Kings front office. First, they're looking to blow the roof off the team, start from scratch, trade everyone. Then you got rumors swirling from Bradley Beal's camp and gang sign John Wall then goes off for, you know, 38 points and everything's fine. And they have been winning games as of late. There's still, I believe, four games under 500. And uh, management says they're not looking to deal Otto Porter Jr. And then, well, if, you know, the right deal is on the table. So, OPJ, he's 25. Here it is. Averaging 11.8 points, 5.3 rebounds in about 30 minutes. And he's shooting... 36% 36% from three. He was the third pick in 2013. That'd be another uh, another vet as, you know, compared to the, the youth we got on the squad. As long as he doesn't take minutes away from bogey, um, anything's possible with this team. So stay tuned. All right. On now to a little thing we're going to try. It's called uh, NBA Conspiracy Theories. We got one little story for you this, this week. Obviously, another one next week, uh, and so on and so forth. So this week, it is my conspiracy theory that Steph Curry is completely healthy, but him and his camp aren't, you know, suiting up for the rival, divisional rival Warriors because he wants to prove to everyone watching that it's still his team And he wants to be the one, the egotistical maniac that he is. He wants to be the one to swoop in, save the day, and ultimately prove that it's his team and his team alone. And why? He wants that finals MVP. Obviously, the first title, it was Iguodala. Since, it's been KD, the snake himself. Steph Curry wants that uh, finals MVP and he'll stop at nothing to get it. So, that is the uh, conspiracy theory this week. We'll have another one for you next week. Let's uh, look ahead to next week where the Kings play the Phoenix Suns, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Indiana Pacers for the second time in just over seven days. Um, First off, the the reuniting of the Sun Kings from last season of Game of Zones. Uh, The Kings play the, the Suns. This game sees us playing at Talking Stick Casino Resort Arena, one of the worst names and longest names just behind Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, So I think, I mean, this will be an interesting one. First time in the regular season, we get to see the number one and hopefully the number two if Bagley is healthy from that back injury. Um, As well as like the future guard look with with, uh, Buddy and De'Aaron going against Devin Booker. So it should be an interesting matchup, one to to watch. A really good youth game that might be pretty exciting if you want to tune in. There's always the chance that the Suns don't even show up and uh, we run the whatever their G League affiliate is out of the gym. Um, any thoughts on, on Tempe, on Phoenix? You're um, the Fe- resident Phoenix expert? Yeah, resident Phoenix expert. Um, yeah, no, these games are fun. Like, I've said this before. The Suns fans, uh, they always come out in full force. There's always a lot of, a lot of Kings fans there too. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's you know, ASU in the area or whatever's going on, but it's just it's always a fun, uh, fun atmosphere. And uh, no, I just think a lot of uh, 
a lot of local local fans coming in to see Marvin Bagley because you know played uh, played just up the road. And yeah, I think this is a game. Like if we don't win this one, jury's out. We suck. Yeah, we're back to where we should be, and at the bottom of the league. So. Uh, let's get a good W here. Let's move on to another awful team in the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, an interesting one because they did beat two pretty formidable opponents last week. Moving to 4-16. and 16. Yeah, but at the same time, still have no pieces that they're building around. And as of just earlier this week, traded away Kyle Korver to the Utah Jazz, where Kyle Korver belongs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that should be another interesting one. Look for us to struggle against Tristan Thompson. A good boarding big is always something that the Kings struggle against. But aside from that, they don't really have any other pieces to put the ball in the hoop. So I don't see Especially them... without JR. Yeah, tell you. he's not playing. Corver's gone. Watch and out for Jetty. Yeah, Jetty Oseman. Pretty, pretty C- far. Goatman. Pretty, uh, pretty good for the age. One of the LeBron, LeBron's tots. So uh, outside of that, really nothing of yeah. But value seriously though, like team. another one. If we don't win this game, I'm pissed. Yeah. So I don't uh, care. At home, on the road, neutral site, at altitude, underwater. If we don't beat the Cavs, it's over. Yeah. Let's uh let's move on. If you want to hear us talk about Indiana, we literally just. Did a, a whole conversation about them last week. Go listen to that podcast. All, all we'll say in short is that decent club, middle of the pack in the East, which is nothing to write home about. Three really good youth players and a bunch of journeymen, which is always a good formula for success in the postseason. Uh, yeah, that's about that covers their team. Uh, former King Tyreek Evans and former King Darren Collison, who just crossed up. Take a look. Crossed up DeAndre Ayton. Literally broke the ankle. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton is, was cast to the shadow realm after that one. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, you want to do what city, what song? That works for me. That time of the week again. Everybody's favorite segment. Uh, so let's, let's start with Phoenix. Uh, for, for me, I didn't have a Phoenix native, but a guy who really embraced Phoenix as his own. Mm. Set up his local sports bar there. Lay it on me. So mine is No More Mr. Nice Guy by Alice Cooper. Mm. We're not worthy. We're (laughs) not worthy. (laughs) That's a good one. Good pick. All right. I'm uh, I'm picking a band that's... uh, They're out of L.A., but the lead singer, Chester Bennington, rest in peace. R.I.P. It's from the Phoenix area. Obviously, this would be Linkin Park. Ton of songs could pick from. This is uh, eight-year-old Ben's go-to. So I'm picking somewhere I belong. Back in the day, I thought this was a profound and deep piece of art. Turns out I was absolutely correct. Uh, this is off. What what by Lincoln Park wasn't art? That's beautiful true. music. This is off their second album, Meteora. This is coming after the deep success, deep and profound success of 2000's Hybrid Theory. Great one. One of the first albums I ever bought at Tower Records. 
Yeah, shout out Tower Records. For the fans out there that know what I'm talking about. What's uh, it called now? Is it, isn't it Dimple now? Yeah. That's, uh, that's not cool. Not cool. Anyway. Dude, they sold out to the man. Not cool. Not what music's about. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm picking. Uh, uh, for Cleveland? Cleveland. There you go. Cleveland, next game. Yeah. Spent a week there one night. <laughs> my, my pick for Cleveland is uh, Nine Inch Nails. Hurt. Of course, of course. The song Hurt, which more famously has been covered by Johnny Cash. Mm. Uh, however, it's just going to be what we do to Cleveland. We're going to hurt them. We're going to remind them that LeBron's gone and remind them that they're actually the worst team in the league. Good one. All right, I'm picking uh, hip-hop and R&B's uh, official song of every funeral in the hood. I'm picking Bone Thugs and Harmony, The Crossroads. This is another uh, another song near and dear to Young Ben's heart. This was released in 19, what, 96? And, you know, I'm listening to it a couple years, uh, a couple years later, of course. But this was another one where this is another story. This is down memory lane. All right, so everyone knows The Overpass by Dooley Field. This is not incriminating. Statute of Limitations is up. Everyone knows the overpass. Who'd you kill? <laughs> Everyone knows the overpass by Dooley Field. In this song, this and I miss my uncle Charles, y'all. We took some spray paint, wrote "Rip Uncle Charles" on the overpass because of this song. Wonderful song. So for Cleveland, I'm picking Bone Thugs and Harmony, The Crossroads. And what? And you got? finally Indy? for Indiana, the second week in a row we're doing picks. Mm. Um, for me. Hopefully we'll be coming into that game with a two-game, maybe three-game win streak. So I have Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, but because they featured Adam Lambert famously from American Idol, who was originally from Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Just how the founders wanted it pronounced. All right, that's a solid one. Everyone get out there and see uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the wonderful, but... Uh, Not a sponsor. Yeah. Hit us up, Universal, if you want to sponsor us. The wonderful film saw it over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and it, it was pretty long. But you know, as a, there's as worse a, things to do than just go listen to Queen. Agreed. As an aficionado of both uh, music and cinema, it was right up my alley. All right, indie. I'm picking. All right, another band. I think I'm. Uh, this is a theme for me this week. Another band that isn't from indie, but lead singer is from indie. Picking Guns N' Roses, the band. Why? Axl Rose. Not Guns N' Roses, the thing? Of course. Not Guns N' Roses, the two nouns. <laughs> Axl Rose. From Indiana, somewhere in there. In the state. Close enough. They only got one city anyway. Um, South, Bend, South Bend sucks. Um, Alright, I'm picking uh, November Rain. Because... It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it was a rough November. You guys, uh, it wasn't terrible. We overperformed, but there was a lot of lot of L's. That's true. And that's it for this week. Until next week when we got a whole new set of cities, a whole new set of songs. Thanks. Uh, if you guys have your own what city, what song, send us an email at kingsinthenorthpod at gmail.com. Let us know if it's good enough. We will feature you on the show. It better be good, though, people. Yeah, it got to be top quality. Anyway, for our new segment this week. This is fresh out of the box, literally. 
Real new. Just ordered in the mail. Black Friday special. Cards Against Humanity. Absurd box. We're calling it Kings Against Humanity. Alright, let me set the stage. We each picked five of the question cards. The black cards, if you've played. Alright, don't pull out the race card. So we each got five cards. We're going to be asking each other a series of uh, questions back and forth. And the answers are going to obviously have to do with the Sacramento Kings. Now this could be, you know... A theme of the team. That's a nice little rhyme right there. Or it could be a player. Or, you know, you'll see as we go. It's pretty self-explanatory. Here we go. Up first. Do you want to go first? Sure. This is a nice, easy one for you. Seriously, guys. There's nothing funny about blank. Kufus's bald spot. (laughs) The butt of too many jokes. He's a great man with a great head of hair. Let's move past it. Speaking of Kufus... He's on the old uh, calf injury, I believe. He's not been dressed the past couple days. Get well soon. And we're really missing him out there, especially with the old Bagley injury, injury as well. All right, for my first one, very football-themed. Mm. Per- personal foul, blank. 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down. Mm. All right, I'm sticking with the theme of terrible officiating that we always get fined for. Um, you always get fined for. That's true. i got to pay out. I'm thinking personal foul breathing on Willie Cauley Stein. Always getting foul trouble. Not never doing anything wrong. Alright, that's a pretty solid one. Alright, here we go. The sequel is here. Get ready for blank two. Get ready for Warriors Two. Super Team Just Young. Alright, that's that's actually pretty solid. Super Team Just Young. Here's my next one. For hunting in the king's forest, I hereby sentence you to death by blank. Death by Slampson. What a sight to behold. Alright. Pretty pretty good one. What's hot, smelly, and about to die? I think we can all agree but agree about on this one. Zebo. <laughs> Zebo the man or Zebo the career? Maybe both. Alright. Maybe tossing a little Vladdy with that. Mm. You, you never know how much he smokes Brandon nowadays. Williams. Yeah. The career. Alright. So, dude, you've got to go to space. Blank is awesome in space. I'm going to stick with the, uh, the theme of the year. Pace is awesome in space. Sacramento Kings basketball. Alright, here we go. I like this one. Okay, these two are back to back. This, this might be not safe for work, alright? That's a warning. What has my life become? I'm jumping off to a video called Co-Ed Absolutely Destroyed by Blank. Willie Coley's Time Power Jam. <laughs> this is a solid one. Co-Ed Absolutely Destroyed by Willie Coley's Time Power Jam. Alright, hit me. What sounds great after four margaritas? Um, put Bagley at the three. <laughs> Bagley at the two? <laughs> yeah. Alright, last one on my end. Another one. Not safe for work. Yeah, that's so hot. I'm so close. Talk about blank again. Oh, I'm Talk about Bogdan again. Oh, man, you really know how to get me going. And finally, give me 10 good men in 48 hours or minutes and I'll get you blank. A W. And that's an official quote by Dave Yeager. And there you have it. The inaugural Kings Against Humanity 
if you guys have any good prompts, send them in and we'll answer them here on the show. And also let us know if that went way too long or was way too dumb. And finally, for Dirty Dan's Hot Take of the Week, we have Staniel Archer here with us today. Stan, how are you doing? Good, Mike. Anyway, our, our question for you. Next week in the matchup of the first round bigs, uh, Aiton versus Bagley, who's going to score more points as long as Bagley plays? Or oh, might I mean, considering I don't know either, who's the fellow on the Canes? Bagley. I'm going to have to go with the other one. <laughs> All right, well, consider your invitation revoked, Dan. Thanks, Mike. And that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Good day, lads.